Thank you for listening to another episode of The Glittercast. I'm Renee Watt, a professional psychic, witch, and your host. This week, I'm bringing you an interview with color magic practitioner, Sarah Potter, and we're going to discuss the ways in which you can explore and infuse your magical practice with the use of color. And this will range from full-blown rituals to just little choices that you make throughout the day, even how eating certain colors can change your mood and add to your manifestation game. And with that being said, on to the show. Welcome to the Glitter Cast. I am here with the delightful, kind, energetic, adorable Sarah Potter. She is a psychic medium, tarot reader, tarot reader, and color magic practitioner. Welcome to the Glitter Cast. Hello. Thank you for having me. Thank you for agreeing to be here via FaceTime. <laughs> It's so lovely. This is our first time really, we've been sort of like Instagram buddies, but this is our first time having a conversation. So I'm excited to see what happens. I am too. I think it's going to be very magical. Yes. I'm, I've been looking forward to the magic <laughs> that's about to happen all day. <laughs> oh, yay. So one of the things that you're sort of known for, and I've, I've kind of noticed that you will teach workshops in LA and also New York where you're from. Um, or where you're living, and you do a lot of workshops about color magic. How did you get to color magic? Let's sort of start there. So I've just always been really obsessed with color. Mm -hmm. I feel like, I don't know, I think growing up in the 90s, it was such a colorful time, like the late 90s. We think about Lisa Frank and kind of this reconnection to psychedelia, and I just feel like it was a very rainbow time to really be coming into my own and every color holds an intention or a vibrational energy so we can harness that through our use of those colors and it's become such a an important part of my practice and I feel like I'm someone when I get really excited about something I want to share it with everyone mm -hmm. and I feel like color is so accessible. It's something that everyone's working with, no matter what age you are, where you're from, what you do, you engage with color. And I think to use it intentionally, it's so powerful. And I feel like there's not, um, there's a lot to demystify, but it's not so abstract. I think it's like such a great modality that we can all connect with. I feel like the first thing that I'm thinking of is there are probably a lot of People, I'm not, I'm not going to say women who wear makeup, people who wear makeup, who mm -hmm. pick their colors based off of their mood and the energy that they're trying to project, like whether it's eyeshadow or lipstick or anything like that. So I think that this is probably something that people are subconsciously practicing on their own. Totally. So when color is used as a healing tool or as an intention setting modality, a lot of it is really intuitive. The colors that we're drawn to, what we want to adorn ourselves with, the colors that we're just really feeling, it's very indicative of what 
we're currently going through, or it can even point us into imbalances. Like what do we need to bring in? So a lot of that, like, like a red lip is so powerful. It's so attractive. You can't look away. And, and red really is, it's also a powerful color. It is a, a color of attraction. So if you're feeling it, it's because you need it. You know, red is, it's such a bold color. And I, I have like a weird fascination with the fundamentalist Mormon community ran by Warren Jeffs, I think because it's in Arizona and that's where I'm from. But I've read a lot of books from women who escaped. And one of the, like, he has all these crazy rules to sort of like keep his people in line. And one of the rules for the people who live in Colorado City is that you can't wear red. And so this woman who escaped Colorado City and testified against Warren Jeffs, she wore red when she testified against him. And then she wrote a book called uh, The Witness Wore Red. I mean, that is so emblematic of the feeling of the color red. Yeah. It's so powerful Mm -hmm. I love that and it's like yeah it's like and it's like what you're saying too it's like when you want to like make a statement what you wear what you know like how you present yourself color has a huge role to play but I'm also curious like when you're going into like sort of a magical place what sort of like tools with color do you like to go to well I think a really easy way to access color magic through a spiritual pursuit is with candle magic. Mm -hmm. You can choose a color for the candle you're going to carve to amplify your intention, uh, the way you adorn your altar. If you have an altar cloth or even flowers, uh, crystals, a lot of the healing properties of crystals uh, resonate with the same intention of colors. Yes. It's great to, to work intuitively in that way as well. How do you, because I know that like I like when I'm working with colors, sometimes I'll use the chakra system and sometimes I'll use planetary magic. How do you sort of decipher what colors resemble what? Well, what I really love about all of these modalities is if you create almost like a graph or a chart, which I'm a Virgo, so I love doing <laughs> that kind of <laughs> organization. <Yeah. laughs> But you'll see, like, with the chakra system, with crystals, with the color associated with tarot, planetary uh, resonances, it all overlaps. That's like, totally everything true. Really, you know, it's just like energy. We're reading from the same book. So a lot of times, like, I, I love to use the example of, of lapis, a blue crystal. It's connected to our throat chakra. So much of blue is about truth and communication. And across all of these lines, we're seeing the resonance. Yeah. And I guess it's, I mean, I guess one thing that you can look at too is sort of like the different shades of color that you use as well. Like if you're looking like a light purple versus a dark purple will be different. Totally. And I think that's so lovely how multifaceted each color is. Mm -hmm. They truly show so much within one shade or tone. What do you, what would you think that like, if I, if someone was like, should I use a, like, like the difference between lavender and dark purple, like what, what would you sort of attribute the similar and opposing qualities to? So with purple, that's a really highly intuitive, magical, spiritual color. And so we're, we're moving through the spectrum of it 
lavender is more of that, uh, like higher thinking, elevated spiritual connection, astral, if we're doing dream work or astral projection, that's more on the lavender end. And then as we move deeper into the color up to a dark purple, that's more of, um, I feel like that's more of the body experience of the color. It's more about royalty, luxury, like an elevated presentation. Yeah, that's so true. It's like the material versus the ether in some ways exactly but it's that and like I think same we, sort of some sort of like wavelength like, yeah <laughs> totally exactly well I just think it's really I find it really enjoyable to see how each color can encompass so much and choosing the right shade just like narrowing down our intention and focus can make it even more magical mm-hmm. what do you I mean I know this has got to be so in flux but what are your sort of MVPs of colors that you find yourself gravitating to more, more than others? Oh, gosh, I love that question. That's wonderful. <laughs> well, I'm a big, big uh, pink proponent, obviously. Like, I like your my hair. hair. Yeah. Pink. <laughs> it's my favorite color. I feel like it's very misunderstood. I think a lot of people hate pink because of just, good old fashioned sexism right? and this like hyper, uh, you know, these, these feminine kind of ideals and this idea of hyper femininity or girlishness. And to me, really pink is pink really does embody so much of that multifaceted shade range where if you think about, you picture like a light pink or a baby pink powder pink, and then you juxtapose it with fuchsia or magenta or something that's so in your face, like yeah. some of the more neon tones or deeper tones. And it truly, there's, there's a pink for every occasion is what I like to think <laughs> about. And I just, I love love and romance yes. and pleasure and self-love is the foundation of so much. And that's what pink is all about. I think it's such a lovely color because so many intentions can't be created if we don't feel like we deserve what we desire. Yeah. And I think pink kind of amplifies worthiness as well. So yeah. I think everyone can use that magic in their lives. Pink for all. I agree. I do the pink candles when I need to like soften the edges when I'm getting too like stressed or something where it's just like gives you that permission to like, <sighs> Just like take a deep breath yes. and relax a little bit. But then it's like you said, if I want to be sassy, then it's like all about magenta. Or if I want someone to fall in love with me, <laughs> it's like project the like <laughs> that deep sort of pink at them. Right. It's so good. I just think like I love that like shocking pink. That's one of my most favorite colors. It's so visceral and in your face, yet pleasing too. I really like that. I mean, you know, I know that there are these sort of preconceived notions or preconceived prejudices against pink because of like, you know, the conditioning, which is very real, you know, of like being a little girl and being, you know, put in pink all the time. But I also think that it really, I mean, it does have these like sort of feminist, it is a feminine color either way, but I like that you can sort of take it and reclaim it and be like, well, I'm also strong. Like I'm like, I'm soft and I'm feminine, but I'm strong and I'm a badass and I'm a business person as well. So it doesn't have to sort of like, it's kind of like reclaiming the color. Right. Well, and I like to think of it, I think it's a really 
a vulnerable color. Like it's, a, it's about the strength that comes from vulnerability. And I think pink can really be an ally when seeking that kind of comfortability and being vulnerable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If we had to sort of like give a breakdown of like just, just the rainbow, like red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, violet, would you want to go through this? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I think um, that, yeah, we can do that. I feel like, um, I'm like taking a minute to like think about all of that. That's okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, well, I think that um, what I love about using the full spectrum of the rainbow is that there's something we can take from each color. So red invokes a lot of power, uh, lust, attraction. Orange is about inspiration and creativity. Yellow brings in a lot of clarity as well as uplifting or joy, happiness. Green is very nurturing. Um, It's creativity in a way of I feel like when you have a new idea or a new business, you're kind of planting a seed. Yeah. So we bring in that kind of nurture. We can always use more green. I think it alleviates Uh, fear too when it comes to those sort of new ideas. Like it can help take away the fear of fucking it up or like presenting your ideas or being open. It's very, it, it really does nurture and provide whatever you need. Like I always think of watering seeds of a plant and kind of talking to plants and helping them grow and seeing that and kind of alleviating the stress that comes along with the idea of putting something new into the universe Mm -hmm. it's really good like it's healthy and organic and a really beautiful color in that way yeah uh and then a blue is all, is that truth, it's clarity, it's communication. I feel like if you can't, um, if you're having a hard time speaking up or letting your truth be known, that's when you would speak blue. You are wearing a uh, blue wrap, so you came prepared to communicate, I, I see. <laughs> was that I intentional am. or is it so ingrained? Okay, I was like, There's maybe no she's just, maybe she's just so ingrained with it, it's second nature. I, <laughs> I just knew it. No, I know. I usually went blue when I'm on a podcast or TV. I love I that. it helps get my message out. Let's see. And so then indigo, you know, it has that association with our indigo is the color of our third eye. Mm-hmm. So it really gets us ready for that astral uh, connection. Uh, I like, and I feel like it's indigo truly is a combination of blue and purple yeah. So we're bringing in that truth, clarity, and communication, but we're getting ready to move into the astral dream world. And then purple is uh, that highly spiritual connection, astral, dreamy. And that's what I love about all the colors. They kind of blend seamlessly to the ones that are on either side of it. Mm-hmm. If people wanted to, I wanted people to have like a foundation. Thank you for going through that. I wanted people to have a foundation and I know it's very like, that's not very broad, you know, but it's at least sort of like the, the stepping stones to enter into color magic. Um, but I'm curious, like how you would recommend people incorporate these colors into their day to day, like what some of your favorite practices are. Well, one thing I like to do when I wake up is uh, first I do a color meditation, invoking whatever intention I'm looking for today or if I feel like something needs 
be amplified, something's out of balance. So we'll kind of bring that in in a meditation. And then what we were talking about earlier was like, what color am I feeling? Mm-hmm. Like what, I don't know, you know when you get dressed and you just are like, I'm not feeling this. Whether it's the fabric isn't right or the color is, is too loud or not loud enough. So I feel like adorning ourselves, if we choose to wear makeup, using the colors in that way or just getting dressed, uh, the same can be carried through in what you choose to eat. During the day, the fastest way to feel the effects of a color is to eat them. Yes. Yes. I think it's really good to like, you can play with making a salad with so many different colors and I totally, I totally used to do this thing where I would try to eat a fruit or a vegetable from every color of the rainbow. Like I had a phase where I was like, I have to like eat every color every day and I felt great. It's so good. Yeah. Because it's like bringing in that balance. Mm-hmm. And again, like, I feel like this is such an intuitive practice. We know what we need. So if you're feeling really attracted to a green leafy salad, because you need to bring in that green nurturing energy. Yeah. Or, you know, if you're feeling uninspired, uh, go eat an orange. Yes. Like, that's a great way. Bring in that orange energy to let, and let it inspire you. Have a moment with that color. I was going to say, yeah, like really like smell it and like ground with it a little bit too. Totally enjoy the process of unpeeling it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and really make it a full ritual and you'll feel the effects of it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. What about candles? I love candle magic. You know, I <laughs> carve my own candles. I carve candles for clients. Um, and I feel like, again, we can, if you know what spell work you're doing, you can choose a color candle based on whatever you're trying to invoke, but also notice what colors you're being attracted to. And that can lead the way into your magical practice, especially if you are doing something on the new moon or full moon and you haven't really felt exactly what you're trying to harness. Like sometimes I feel like when I don't want to do magic, that's when I really need it the most. Yes. You have to force yourself. You know? Yep. Of course. And so I think it's nice to have a selection of candles and to see let your eyes dance around them and see which one you're drawn to. And that can really lead the way into what kind of spell work you need to be invoking at this time. Yeah, that's true. So you just kind of like let, let the colors do the talking and then think about it a little bit afterwards. Totally. And I feel like we can then amplify it with herbs. Like I like to do a lot of dream work. So when I'm working with like a lavender or indigo candle, I'll amplify it with, some lavender from my cabinet as well and bring that herb into the invocation. Do you, I'm guessing you probably bring color intention into your interior design. I do. I do. (laughs) But it's funny, like everyone, I I get some people that they think I live in this rainbow house and I'm like, I mean, that would be so fun. But like, I live in Manhattan. It's pretty loud here. Like I like quiet in my home and quiet and peace and sanctuary. So I don't know if you can see like a lot of my house is like white, like my couch is light gray. Yeah. Uh, my bed's all like tones of white and cream. Uh, but I do like to add color with artwork and um, I do, I have this big plant. I'll have to show it to you. Uh, I, I'm like very plant adverse because I kill them all and this, <laughs> I, I really want to be this like nurturing like plant mama and it just doesn't happen. And I will admit like 
when people give me plants, I am a little resentful. So I'm like, okay, now I'm going to take care of things. <laughs> and I, I just feel like I'm not like good at it. And I think we don't like to do things we're not good at. But it, um, this really generous company sent me a plant as a gift. And I was like, oh, like, I'm going to kill this thing. But I want to keep, I want to keep her alive. I named her Vanessa after my, after my cousin. So I'm oh, like, no. and like, and I know, and I know. And like Vanessa and I talk every day and I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I, I haven't killed plant Vanessa yet. She's still, she's thriving and she's growing. I talk to her every day. I water her. Um, here, let me see. I'll bring it over so you can meet plant Vanessa. Is this um, the first time you'd named a plant or no? Um, it's the first time I named a plant after someone I know. Okay, maybe you, like, that's the trick. Maybe that's it. I mean, Vanessa talks to her. happy. She, she's very happy. She's growing quite effectively. <gasps> she's here with my, she loves his candles. Um, yeah, so this is like one of my, one of my altars. But yeah, it's going to be really bad if like, I have to tell <laughs> my cousin that, that plant Vanessa didn't survive. But no, I Human Vanessa has a hard time with plants as well. So, do you ever? Um, but yeah, so I do. Sorry, go ahead. That? No, go ahead. Oh, so I brought in some green with that plant. I mean, that wasn't my intention, but um, you needed. Yeah, it I feel like the, it came to I you. Did, I did need it. I know. It's like it's time for you to invoke your green plant, goddess, inner plant empress. Yeah, yeah green <laughs> goddess. I'm trying. I'm trying. This has been good. Um, and yeah, maybe the trick is to name your plants after people you love. So then you feel more devoted to taking care of them. <laughs> yeah. There's like, um, there's like this low magic, like thing that you can do where you get a bunch of little plants and you name them after the people you care about. And based off of the health of each plant, you can sort of check in on like the emotions and the like mental state of your loved ones. And so if you see like a, like if like Craig is droopy, you got to check in on Craig. <laughs> oh, I love that. I love that. See, I have like, I'm very connected to using herbs and like creating teas, but actually like growing them myself is something I, I, I would hope one day I really connect with that more, but I love that. That's really lovely. What a good, <laughs> nice little practice to have. Um, but you should put you should put crystals in her too. I do. You do. Okay, you're like yeah. I, I do. At least do that. I do. Like, <laughs> yeah, I do have some crystals for like Vanessa loves them. So yeah, yeah. There's some selenite, a little quartz. Perfect. It's, uh, it's really good. But yeah, I totally. I I, I feel that whatever colors we have in our home truly like that's a foundational practice of color magic and seeing how each color makes you feel like I love um with clients will experiment with those lovely like paint gradient paint chips and just having a quick visceral reaction to each color because I feel like you know it's really it's all about like what intention are you trying to invoke in your home like what what is a pleasing environment of your bedroom is this somewhere that you want it to be quiet and a sanctuary? Is this a place you have a hard time sleeping? Is this a place where you want it to feel more lusty? Mm-hmm. Like we can bring in a color for all of these intentions and we can do that throughout each home, each room in your home. And that's something I really love doing with clients and because I've done it with myself and I've felt 
how I've been able to shift the energy in my home simply through color and art and design. Yes. Do you ever, when you're like very first starting to get to know someone and you go to their place, do you like look at their color choices and like get like, Oh, I don't know what's going on here with like, Oh yeah. It's like very, it's like peeking into someone's psyche a little bit, but it's also, yeah, but it's also interesting. I think it's wonderful to see how people express themselves through visuals, whether it's through their fashion and through their home, but also, um, talking about like, yeah, like if you're having trouble sleeping, having a bright red bedroom is not going to do you any favors and reminding you that you have the agency to create change to invoke whatever it is you want. And it can be as simple as changing around the colors that you surround yourself with. Yeah. And I mean, I love the thing that I love about working with colors is that the effect that color has on our psyche is something that's been scientifically studied and proven and something that like psychologists will consider within their own practice or even, um, you know, like advertisements. There's a, there's a reason that McDonald's colors are red and yellow, you know? Oh, totally. (laughs) Totally. I mean, like those colors are going to make you intensely hungry. Of course, like it's brilliant to be invoking the magic of those colors if you are a restaurant. Yeah, it's all just a bunch of occultists, all the like major corporations. Of course. (laughs) (laughs) Magic's everywhere. It's true. It's so true. Do you find that, because I know that you, you know, are a psychic medium as well. Do you find that you get most of your messages coming through with color or is there sort of like a, a variety? It's a variety. Sometimes I do feel like I do associate people with colors. And a lot of times, like when we get deeper into a conversation, a lot of it does resonate with what they're going through or what their overall personality is. And it usually makes a lot of sense. But I do find the messages come through in different languages. Yeah. Yeah. Whether it's color or symbols, um, and it can be verbal as well. Right. I'm curious what you have to say about people who wear out black all the time. Cause that's usually my MO. <laughs> yeah. So I used to be my MO. I used to only wear black and I feel that black, um, it's very protective. Mm-hmm. So I feel that it's a great color. If you need to work on boundaries or you're feeling vulnerable, I definitely feel like black can give us that sense of, of armor in a way, but also black makes us fade into the background. Like black is definitely something that doesn't allow us to really be seen. We, uh, a lot of people wear black in industries where the focus is meant to be on the person you are serving, the guests, uh, to let something else shine. We'll see it a lot in service as it's like a hairstylist, a hairstylist or black. There is practical, uh, there's a practical nature to that because it does hide uh, dirt very well or chemicals from something like that. But it's also why we see servers. Uh, I have a gallery background. You're supposed to let the client shine. It's just let the art shine. So a lot of times when you're supposed to fade into the black, I fade into the background. Uh-huh. That's when we usually wear black. So I feel like there's always a time and place for every color. 
And I think there's something about black that can feel very comforting when you feel too exposed. But I also feel like when you're fully ready to shine and step into your power, it can be a great time to bring in another color that reflects your intention. That's true. I never thought about it that way. I always just thought about it as a goth. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think it's an, I think what I hear over and over again, it's a very easy color to wear. You know, you just throw on something black and you feel professional, you feel put together. Um, It doesn't really uh, always matter what the fabric is because black has kind of an elevating quality. But it's also like, I just don't think you have to think. It's very easy to wear. Yeah, no, that's exactly what I was thinking as you're saying that. It takes, it does remove you from that setting and intention, at least with your clothing. Totally, it's very effortless. Yeah. Do you ever have phases where you're sort of seeing colors that are not so attractive to you? And how do you interpret and work with it when you're being confronted with colors that are more abrasive? Well, I personally hate brown. Like, I just hate it. Like, I think it's boring. And I want to like it because I know there are really wonderful aspects. This is the color of grounding. Right. And, you know, I'm someone like, I don't really like to sit in one place for very long. Like, before the pandemic, I was traveling all of the time. Yeah. I'm back and forth between New York and L.A. And then I was going other places in between. And, um, but color, I mean, brown really is the color of, of earthiness and the home and slowing down. Like, these are all things I'm like, ugh, like, I don't even want to, like, say it. And I love my home. I really <laughs> love being home. But, uh, it's just, I have such an aversion mm-hmm. to this color. And I feel like so much of my work is in the astral. So to be grounded and earthbound is something that, like, I love being a human, but, like, it's definitely something I had to accept of doing, like, doing some of the more human things and finding a love for that, like, grocery shopping and, (laughs) uh, you know, the kind of mundane tasks. Like, that's what I think of when I think of brown, even though it's nurturing, like, green. But I often feel that whatever color we have an aversion to or that we don't like, it's because we need it. Like I could use some grounding energy. Like I, I know why I don't like it. And that's why in all of my workshops, we start by, you know, on the, the smaller ones, we, the more intimate settings will each introduce ourselves, say our names and our favorite color and our least favorite color. And always the least favorite color indicates what we need and gives us a reason to think about what we're pushing away from our lives. Yeah. That's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah. No. One day, maybe I'll embrace brown. But I know. I'm like thinking about yeah. mine. I was like, I don't li- like aesthetically. I don't like yellow. But I'm also like, I'm also a Capricorn rising. So I'm like, just, just don't, just don't show cheer or joy or like, <laughs> which is like so not how I really am. But like, I like, I have an attitude about things that are too exciting and happy that like, yeah. I, like I know it's like part of it is like working on with yellow. Just got to like accept the yellow. Yes. Embrace it. Embrace <laughs> that like sunshine and joy yeah. and just like pure happiness. I, I can understand it's a challenge. I'm hearing, I'm hearing perhaps um, your inner goth 
teen yeah. coming out a lot, but the joy in wearing black and the hatred of yellow and the sun. I, I understand. <laughs> I'm so busted. I'm so busted. It's true. All the, yeah, like, see, this is just like your practice in action. The colors revealing themselves and revealing right? me. <laughs> it's very revelatory. Isn't it fun, though? I think we can, like, find everything through the magic of color. It's really fun. It's really fun. Maybe I'll, like, you know, I still love wearing black, but maybe I'll experiment with, like, the lingerie that I wear under it. Like, with my intentions. Yes. That's a great way to start practicing the magic of color. Because I'm telling you, before I started leading these workshops, I only wore black. Like, I experimented with color with my hair, but I felt very uncomfortable in any color. And I always feel in my practice, like, I can't ask my clients, um, my workshop participants, everyone. It just feels very hypocritical to ask you to engage in a practice that I'm not doing myself. Right. So, like, if I'm asking everyone to engage with color, I have to do it too. And so it's baby steps. Like, anything where it's, like, I started playing more so with my nails and my adornment. And then finally I was like, I got to stop wearing so much black. Like I'm ready to shine. I'm ready to invoke these colors. And now I feel, you know, I still wear black. It's still a great color to wear, but sometimes even I don't feel comfortable in it. Like, but if you told me a few years ago that I would even be wearing like blue, I'd be like, well, Obviously, there's been a demonic possession because that's not me. <laughs> Maybe that's what's happening. Maybe right? Like, like a, I, oh my god! A Lisa Frank demon <gasps> took over. Oh my gosh. I welcome it. I do. Yeah. I do. Whoever, whatever this is, I, I, I'll take it. But I do. I think, like, I also, if I love invoking intention through lingerie because no one needs to know everything yeah. and to have something underneath and kind of layering intention, layering colors. It's an effective form of glamour and adornment magic. Yes. I'm curious if you see, you know, because I know that you're, you know, you're psychic and you're medium. If you, with your naked eye, ever see auras or orbs or if you, if you sort of like see color, unicorn color that other people can't see. I more so feel like, um, I'll see a person and I'll, I'll associate them with a the color immediately, but I don't necessarily, I don't see their auric field in a mm-hmm. sense. It's just more like it's the feeling of the color that's connected with that person. Yeah. Do you have, a, do you see, a, I, do you have a color connection with me? You know, it's funny. I actually associate you with purple. I love purple. That's what I, oh, I that's that. that's what I sort of identify with with my aura. So <laughs> Oh, oh good. I'm onto something. Yeah. Good. Whenever I get something right, I always say like, "Ah, I'm still psychic." You are. to know. <laughs> I know you were you totally you totally are though cuz I was like I messed up the time because I scheduled this during Mercury retrograde. And so like 10 minutes after we were supposed to start, you were like, hey, I'm just checking in. And I was like, oh, we can start early if you want. You're like, no, we were supposed to start 10 minutes ago. But then you're like, I had a feeling this would happen. And I was like, of course. Why didn't I? (laughs) I attribute it as well, though, to puppy brain because I've got a new puppy and I have to wake (gasps) up every like three to four hours to take her out. So the sleep has been inconsistent weeks <laughs> oh it's totally understandable and that's a big big responsibility much more than a plant <laughs> <laughs> do you have any pets 
I do. I have a little black cat named Polly Styrene. Oh. I know. I'm obsessed with her. She loves magic. Yeah. Does she and get she, involved? Like when you're doing magic, does she act like she feels it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I learned the hard way. I tried to keep her out of a ritual. This was um, when we first started living together. And I kind of, I, I closed the door. So I was worried she's not always mindful of her tail. Oh. And I was really worried she was going to stick her tail in the fire. Yep. And she knew what I was doing. She actually um, broke. She's very small, she, but very mighty. She broke the lock and busted the door down and like came right over to where I was doing this ritual. And she was like, bitch, like, how dare you? <laughs> like, and I was like, I was trying to, I was like, well, you put your tail in stuff. And she was like, I don't care. Like I'm part of this. And I was like, you know what? Like it takes so much more effort to keep her out of things that I just, yeah. I surrender. And so now she's part of all magic. She's and just familiar. She's very magical. Yeah, she is. She's in it. And it's so funny to sometimes during a reading, she'll just, before I can stop her, she has her face in the camera. And I'm just like, I'm so sorry, but people, you know, I feel like when you're speaking a reading, like it feels right that the witch has a black cat who wants to be involved and yes. everyone's been very patient and understanding. And, um, I do feel like we're, we're respectful of each other. She has not tried to eat plant Vanessa. Um, <laughs> she understands that she's here too. She hasn't, you know, she, she doesn't knock over the altars. Like she's very, she's very cool. So. When yeah. when you were sort of relaying the first time she like crashed one of your rituals, all I could think was that as you were like, I was like this and she said this, I was like, yeah, that conversation happened. Like that, like that telepathic <laughs> communication, like this is how it went. Like, it's not like, like this is the thing that went down. <laughs> like They talked to really each did. other. No. Oh yeah. She always, she makes her thoughts known and, and it's so funny. Um, when I'm traveling a lot, my dad will watch her. And so I brought her over to his house and she was like screaming about something. Like she's very chatty. And, uh, and I was just like, I, I didn't even look up. I was just like, Oh, she wants to know where those trees are that she likes. And like my dad totally overfeeds her and like gets her like lots of trees. And he was like, Oh, and then he like he pulled them out, and like she like was just like so happy, and and stopped chattering. And I was like, yeah, like and I was like, and also like these are not the like treats that I give her. Like these are like the junk food treats, uh, and like she likes these better. And yeah, yeah. now I have to buy them for her too. <laughs> and yeah, it's just so funny. Or like she'll be mad because she like put something in her favorite window. So I'm like, can you move the thing that's in her window? She's mad. Oh, like, you said you'll be like, Hey, <laughs> like I'm getting a message. I got to let you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so sweet. <laughs> does she, does she ever pop into your dream world and does she sort of hang out on the astral with you as well? Sometimes, but I find that like she's doing her own like dream magic mm-hmm. and like, it is funny. She doesn't come into my dreams a lot, but, um, yeah, we're always together. So she's, uh, it, it's very sweet. I don't know. It is funny. I never really thought about that, that we don't really connect as much. I, she's been in some of my dreams, but mostly 
I think she's doing her own astral journey during dream time. Yeah. I wonder if you could like psychically set like, like see if you can get her to come into your dream one night. Like, you know what I mean? Like if you could like bring the connection to, I'm always looking for like a way to make the ESP (laughs) connection. Right. Yeah. I feel like she would just be like, don't we hang out enough? Like <laughs> she's like, I need a break. <laughs> yeah, she's like, I'm doing my own magic, like uh, over here. But, um, but we we have so much fun. I feel like she would be delighted to to join that if she feels like it. She's very much just about things. Does she warn you about people that she doesn't like? Oh yeah, it's incredible. What does it's she really do? Funny. What does she do? Um, she just like doesn't want to have anything to do with certain people. Like, like, it was really, it was really funny. She really did not like my ex. Yep. And I thought that it was like, I was just like, I don't know, in my head, I was like, oh, she just doesn't like that. Mm-hmm. And, and so I was just like, oh yeah, you know, and, um, she's just like, she, she wanted nothing to do with him. She just really had, and, uh, and then it was funny, like I, uh, an artist was coming by to drop off some work and he, um, he loves cats. And I was like, Oh, I have a cat, but like, she doesn't like men. So like, she's like, don't take it personally. And then like, she immediately came out, greeted him, oh. was, like climbing to his lap. And I was like, hmm, Oh, she okay, just doesn't like my man. And then like, and then, uh, you know, we went, um, to visit my dad and she was just like, she, I sometimes think she loves my dad more than me. Like she's so into him. And I was like, <laughs> and then I remember I looked at her and I was like, Oh, you just didn't like him. And yeah. she was like, yeah, bitch. Oh my God. <laughs> Check your taste. Yeah. And like, it's funny. I'm just like, like now, like it's like, she's just like, she's, she likes mostly everyone, but I totally pay attention. If she doesn't like someone, um, she like gives, gives me a look and she just, she will not even tolerate people that she doesn't like. So that's so nice. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know it's great. She's like really taught me a lot about boundaries. Like, all right, I, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. I don't like that person. I want nothing to do with this. Next, moving on. So, how did you end I up with that. her? Because it sounds she sounds like a familiar. Like she sounds like a magical cat with a psychic connection to you. And I'm always interested to like know how you guys came together. You know, I adopted her from a shelter. Yeah. Like, and it was just like, it was time. I really, I, um, I was going through a hard time and I really like it, it felt like it was time to connect with a cat. Mm-hmm. And I kept, I would visit the shelter all of the time. Like, I really think that they were starting to be like, uh, we can't let this nut come in here and like visit the cats as much. Like, cause I was just like going in and like wander around as a place that it had, they had those like cat rooms where they're all in there together. And like, I, it's actually kind of weird. Now I'm talking about like anyone could just walk in from the street and go into the cat room, and, like hang out with the cat. Huh. And I was doing it like every day and like <laughs> no one questioned it. So hmm. that's kind of weird when you think about it. But then, um, like I had been traveling and I had a couple trips. And then it was finally like, okay, it's time to like get a cat. And they had all of the different cats displayed on the wall, like with their names. And there were more names. There was one more name 
than cats that I could see. And there were all of these kind of like climbing situations and, and cubbies. And I'm like, where, like, where is this cat? And, um, and I was, I was with my ex actually, he's quite tall and he found her, she was hiding like up high and he's like, Oh, here she is. And I just, I love black cats. I've always had black cats. My, my dad found a black cat and gave her to my mom, like Aww. right before I was born. Oh. And I just think they're so lovely and they're so charismatic. And I've always had like chatty black cats and, um, I don't know, I just think they're extra magical and friendly and lovely. And she kind of, like, didn't, like, she was just sleeping. Like, she was just, like, like all the other cats are, like, trying really hard and showing off. And she was just, like, yeah, I mean, like, whatever. Like, <laughs> and she had been there for three or four months. And I was, like, yeah, this might be why. Because, like, you are not, like, not only, like, putting on a show, which yeah. I respect, <laughs> actually. And then she kind of, like, woke up and we started, like, playing and I was like, oh, like, I really like her. Like, and it doesn't bother me that she, she wasn't, like, trying very hard. Like, she was just, like, very chill. But she was really enjoying playing. And then what, one, I think, like, the only rule, like, so any old nut could walk into this, like, cat shelter, but you weren't allowed to pick up the cat. And, um, and I had my back turned, and we were playing, and, uh, and she, like, jumped into my arms. And I was like holding her and I was like, oh, and I was like, oh my gosh, like, yes, like we're together. And, um, and this was like, there, there was like a two day rule. They had to do a check or something. And I was like, I was like, all right, like we're going to, we're going to be together now, but <laughs> I'm going to bust you out. Uh, yeah. I'm going to like, like, this is it, but like, it's going to be two days. And then, um, and they said like, no one was interested in her. They're like, yeah, like no one's even looked at her. Like no one's interested. No one's putting papers for her ever. And it was like three or four months. It was so sad. And, um, and then I went, they told me uh, like, I could come pick her up, but I had to come in within the hour because there was a lot of interest in her. And, uh, and I was like, what? I was like, no, like this, I was like, she's coming home with me. And, um, and when I got there, she was like playing and dancing and like, like showing off. I was like, who are you? And I was like, and I could see like people were really engaging with her. And I was like, and I like to think it was because she knew she was coming home and she was just really excited. But I was like, no, like now other people want, want to want you too. So, um, I put her in her pink carrier and brought her home and we've done a couple of moves together, but she, she, uh, it's just so delightful. I remember one time just we were hanging out and I was like, we've, we've been here before. Like we've, we've met, I've, I've questioned about past lives, but when I, when she and I connected, I was like, Oh, I see this. Like I, I see this connection now. And I just, I adore her. She's wonderful. She's so funny. Do you have any past life theories with her? I do. I think she was my mom. Oh. I think in a past life she was my mom. And I do I think that she took care of me in a past life and now it's my turn to take care of her. I love that. That's yeah. very nice. Cats are arguably much easier than children. So that was like you got the better end. Right? You got the yeah. better end of the deal, I think. I think so <laughs> that would explain why she like doesn't like your boyfriends and is like protective in that way too. 
totally. I know. <laughs> it's so funny. It's so funny. I just love how she really, she lets her desires be known. And I think we can all, like, and she unapologetically makes sure her needs are met. And so I take that cue from her as well. Do you think that she also has an attraction to colors? Like she'll play with certain toys or something based on the color because of her mood? Like, have you noticed anything like that? Or do you think she's just a cat (laughs) in that way? Yeah, no, I think that like, I mean, what really comes through in her play is like her, her instinct to murder, which is like, (laughs) really, I'm like, whoa, like she really loves to hunt. Um, I mean, she's an indoor cat, of course, but like, yeah, I was like, you are a psycho. It's like, yeah, that's right. Like, (laughs) but, um, I also definitely buy her toys and colors that I like. Yeah. So I definitely project that right. onto her. But, um, yeah, so, like, I like to buy her pink toys. And she's named Holly Siren. And, like, I feel like that fuchsia magenta pink is so punk rock. It's so exotic. So I like to think that she likes that color because of her namesake and her, like, little, like, punk rock spirit. But it's probably just because, like, I love pink so much. But What was her you know, original like, name? I, Ruby. Aww. I know it's a cute name, but I feel like I was just like, you're not a Ruby. So, but it's actually, you know, what was really funny is, um, Lisa Stardust told me a few days ago that Polly really desires a purple cape and that she loves purple. Oh. Yeah. So you and Polly have the same. Yeah. <laughs> which I think is really, really funny. So I'm going to get her like, uh, I don't know. Like I, like, I kind of, like, I've tried to get her a cat bed, and she's like, no, like, I, I sleep it. wherever I want to. But I was like, maybe I can get her, like, a purple blanket or something and put it in the window. I don't know. But I'm like, I'm like, do you really, you want a cape? Like, that's what you're telling me, stuff? Like, okay. I was like, I'll see what I can do for that. Like, we can work with that. Or maybe I'll get her, like, a purple toy or something. I don't know. Does she um, respond well to cat clothing? I've never tried. I always, um, her uncle David got her a jack-o'-lantern costume and, um, and it's, I'm just, I I really think she's going to like scratch the hell out of me if I try to put that on her. But you know, like, cause I even like, like sometimes I'll try to like, we'll pull cards together and then I'll try to be like funny and like put a card on her. And she will scratch me. The only card she allows me to do that with is um is the high priestess card. That's kind of crazy that like, she's like right got that awareness. You know, people well people underestimate animals' intelligence all the time, but that's still like very impressive that she knows. Oh yeah, she she over and over again chooses that card like from a deck. But uh, but I also think she's like, why the fuck are you doing this to me like why are you trying to take cute pictures of me with like like she loves having her photo taken but not in like not in a silly way like it has to be like dignified (laughs) yeah yeah exactly so she's like this is like nonsense like I will not what sign is she I will not tolerate um so I always celebrate her birthday on the day I adopted her which Mm -hmm. was December 13th which like we had a real bash when it was Friday the 13th but um Lisa told me based on my chart that she is either a Gemini or a Taurus, which oh. that feels very right. Cause I feel like I really connect with Gemini's, but I also really connect to the earth signs. And I was like, well, she could be a Gemini. She really likes to talk a lot, but she also really likes to lounge. Yeah. So I feel like, 
you know, she like just wants us to like lay in bed and stuff. So and a Torres I feel like you take silly pictures of it. <laughs> no, definitely not. Absolutely not. I think she's probably a Taurus. And I, it's funny because I have like so many of my best friends, like her. I was one of my best, best friends with a Taurus. And I, I just love Gemini's. So it's like, this feels right. She's not a Sagittarius. Like, there's no way. Right. Yeah. So, just her adoption. Yeah. Just her adoption is Sagittarius. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love that. What sign is your dog? Taurus. With a Gemini moon. <gasps> Gemini moon. Oh my gosh. Wow. Oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah. It's like Amazing. the Gemini moon is very pronounced though, because she'll be really sweet and really tender and just want to cuddle. And then it's like when she's playing, she gets this look in her eye and she's like, she's still a puppy. So we're learning to not bite, but she'll like go for your face. Like you can see the whites in her eyes. Like she gets nuts and I'm like, oh, it's your Jekyll and Hyde. You've got two, you've got two modes. <laughs> Total Gemini. She's got, yeah, the Gemini moon is so strong. So strong. But that's why I like, even though, because she's a Taurus, even though we're in the midst of a pandemic, I made sure that I like put on makeup and like had like an outfit on when I picked her up because you know, Torres's are so aesthetic. I was like, I want her to like see, oh, yeah. see me put together. So she's like, okay, this is where I'm going. Amazing. Good move. Very smart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> crazy, crazy to most people, but for us, it makes sense. It makes sense. <laughs> I was, no, I mean, they're part of the family. They're part of the household. And yeah. I think it's good to honor their energy and sensibilities as well. <laughs> so, we're getting a little close on time. I wanted to see if there were any sort of like last minute thoughts that you had or like messages that you wanted to sort of um, relay. Let's see. Well, I have been so delighted to be your guest. This has been wonderful. Thank you. And I hope that if you enjoyed our conversation, you'll join me on Instagram at I am Sarah Potter. Sarah with an H. I love to hear what everyone's favorite and least favorite colors are. And I am uh, seeing new clients. I'd be happy to put you on my list. Uh, if you can just send me an email or a DM. I am seeing new clients for readings, tarot readings, as well as I offer color magic oracle readings. And I think those are a really fun way to engage in the magic of color one-on-one. Nice. I love that. I mean, we're going to definitely have to do this again because now I'm thinking like, I want to know how she got into tarot. I want to know how she realized she was psychic. Like yes! there, I still like have so many things that I want to ask you and talk to you about, but we'll have to do it when this like pandemic nightmare is over and you're in LA. Cause I want to, I want to have an in-person sit down with you. Yes. I would love that. Let's do it. I can't wait to come to LA when it's safe to do so. I think you're a delight. I can't wait to have more conversation. I think you are too. Thanks again for doing this. Thank you so much. Thanks again for tuning in and listening to my interview with Sarah. You can find me online at Rainbow Glitter Star on Instagram and at The Glitter Cast. You can also go to my website, rainbowglitterstar.com, where you can shop all things witchy, including my Mercury Retrograde Survival Kit, which you'll be needing because Mercury Retrograde starts on October 13th. Next week, I sit down with renowned astrologer Kyle Thomas, and we discuss the ways that you can find compatibility within your natal charts, but also we just have a really fun talk about soulmates and all of that fun woo stuff. We even talk about like the computer simulation theory and twin flames at one point, so you won't want to miss that one. And thanks again for tuning in. I hope you have a wonderful week.